When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, is it just me, or does it seem like the skies over Wisconsin are a little smoky this morning? That wildfire situation in the west still causing us some air quality issues right here in Wisconsin. Morning, everybody. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee. Glad that you're along with us. Let me know if you're noticing that air quality issue this morning. You can always uh, send me a text on our talk text line. That number is 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. It's going to be another warm one today under partly sunny skies. 88 are expected high. Warm again tomorrow. 90 are expected high. And Thursday, we've got a chance of scattered thunderstorms in the forecast. Maybe clean some of that debris out of the air. 83 are expected high. And Friday, morning thunderstorms and 84 the expected temperatures. Stumach Scotter Ag weather in about 15 minutes. Also joining us this morning, John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend and focusing in on the beginning of today's Twilight Meetings, hosted by the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin, but hoping that we'll engage in the audience of our local officials. Shelly Meyer going to explain why coming up. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Boy, the phrase organic has suddenly become something that consumers and certainly farmers are aware of. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, where uh, just up the road today, they'll be focused in more on organic farming and the trends that we are watching driven by consumers. It may mean a little bit more money for those uh, bushel of uh, commodities that farmers are accustomed to producing and definitely more for some of the other value added that farmers are connected with. But uh, it's not always that easy to get there, Bob. People have to realize that if you make the transition from conventional to organic, it comes at a cost, a cost of time, and in some cases, a cost as far as inputs and productivity. Uh, That's what they're talking about today in Arlington, anyhow. And uh, will we have enough research to make it the right decision for farmers? Organic agriculture is something we're seeing more of uh, in Wisconsin. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. The last uh, few weeks and months, we've seen more of the sale barns talk about organic cow sales. We never used to hear about that. And what's going on in the fields? Aaron Silva is UW Extension Organic Agricultural Specialist. We caught up with her at a recent field day. And we talked to her about organics in Wisconsin. What kind of emphasis is there on organics and research at Extension at the UW-Madison, as well as the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences in general? 
We've um, had research and activity in organic since um, my position since 2006, but even before that, other faculty at the university were doing research in organic systems. Wisconsin has long been a leader in organic. We have the second highest number of organic farms out of any state in the nation, just behind California. We have the presence of Organic Valley and Westby Creamery and, and other major players in organic that help support the, the organic farming industry here. Um, and with that, we, we want to be able to serve those farmers throughout the state and, and give them research to help them improve their production systems and help them address the challenges they, they face um, as organic farmers. And as organic farmers here in Wisconsin, we have so many different enterprises. Uh, I don't know where you concentrate your research because we have so many crops. But as we're visiting, we're on a dairy farm raising corn and alfalfa. So let's talk about that as far as uh, the research in corn production organically, weed control, soil health, uh, bug control, insect control, things like that. What are we working on? What, what kind of things have we found over the years through your research? Ah, that's a great question. Um, transitioning to organic, weed management is often one of the farmer's biggest concerns, and honestly, it, it, it is a challenge, particularly in the face of um, our understanding of, of the importance of soil health and the importance of reducing tillage in soil health. Uh, we want to be really um, aware of, of what we're doing and what our strategies are so that we can get clean fields and, and good yields, but minimize our soil disturbance. So a lot of the research we've been doing focuses on how to effectively manage weeds in corn and, and get the yields we're aiming for and in the dairy systems the quality we're aiming for um, but minimize our need for cultivation I mean a lot of farmers that are considering the transition to organic they don't want to go back to having to pull out the plow and do cultivation they want to be able to preserve and maintain that soil quality they've built um, often you know going to no-till practices um, but but still maintain a profitable operation so some of the strategies we've been using, we've been looking at using different sorts of tillage equipment, um, looking at moving to more shallow tillage to help maintain the soil structure and the um, deeper soil profile, um, and looking at cover crops as a way to mitigate the needs for tillage and to um, help smother weeds and, and minimize the weed seed bank so we don't have to go over the field quite so much. So some of that's with organic no-till and the roller crimper and, and other practices practices include interseeding and, and using cover crops before planting corn to help smother weeds and minimize uh, weed, weed seed growth and weed seed germination within the corn phase of the rotation. And as we look, shallow is what we want here. We're not destroying the soil. We're not having to rebuild the soil structure. So the beneficial insects will hang around, high-speed disks. How successful have we been in showing results, positive results? Yeah, there's definitely still room for more research in, in that area. Um, I think one of the strengths we see here in the Midwest compared to other areas of the country is that a lot of our farmers don't resort to going back to the moldboard plow, which does do more um, extensive um, inversion of soil and you know, looking at more um, extensive changes within not only soil structure but soil biology. So it's been really exciting to work with different equipment companies and seeing some of the new technology come on that will help us you know, minimize the um, impacts we're having on the soil but yet still be able to um, get good crop establishment and and good um, weed weed management throughout the season what are we looking at as far as uh, take us through 
organic corn management from spring when we're planting to going in a few days later and trying to get a hold of the weeds and things like that. Take us through some of the early season weed control. Yeah, so there's definitely some, some differences as we shift to organic from conventional. And one of the biggest differences is planting later. So it's not unusual in conventional production to be out in the fields as early as, as April. But in organic, we really want to shift that later um, and uh, look at doing some um, working the soil after weed seeds emerge. So waiting till those soil temperatures reach about 60 degrees and allow that first flush of weeds and then just shallowly come in to to knock down those weeds and not bring up more weeds um, to the soil surface to germinate, but get a good seed bed and uh, get a good condition to allow that corn to establish quickly. What's the best kind of tools to do that? Let the corn establish but yet disturb those weeds and hopefully get them up and so they'll die before they can establish a root. Yeah, so I mean there's different tools, you know, looking at going in more shallowly with a high speed disc. We go in with, with field cultivators and just do a, a shallow cultivation before planting. Um, we've used vertical tillage implements. Um, so there's there's definitely different tools on the market depending on what a farmer might have available and uh, what soil type they have. But, but the, it's been exciting to see the different options that farmers have adopted successfully. Mm -hmm. And alfalfa, of course, on a dairy farm, alfalfa management, uh, we've got late summer seeding about now, or we've got uh, the spring seeding. What works best and, and what's the best organic practices that we found that are going to make this alfalfa grow without too much pressure? Do cover crops, nurse crops, what have you found? Yeah, you ask an organic farmer a question and what they do, and you always get a different answer. But there's there's lots of options out there. Um, one common practice is to seed spring alfalfa with a nurse crop such as oats, and that oat could be chopped um, for a forage, and then the alfalfa is is able to establish underneath the oat. But the oat suppresses weeds, so even without herbicides, you're able to get a good alfalfa stand in, in a relatively weed-free field. But certainly there's options with later summer plantings coming on off after an annual forage, so growing something like a, a sorghum sudan or a oat pea mix, chopping that off in July or early August, and then no tilling directly into that. So again, looking at minimizing soil disturbance, managing weeds, and, and getting good clean stands. And as we uh, look going forward, the management of that during the season, as far as, uh, the, you know, we talk about a, a late fall or after the first crop would go in and fertilize, what are the practices in organic that uh, can make that stand profitable and fruitful for the whole year? Yeah, I mean, even you know, with organic, there's still options for amendments, you know, whether that's uh, you know, liming to adjust the pH, adding potassium sulfate. So even though we use different inputs, there are inputs that we can use to ensure that our, our soils are um, in the, a good condition to allow for good forage crop growth, as well as to be able to maintain fertility. Um, so still, you know, not dissimilar from conventional systems, doing soil testing, adding amendments, and in dairy systems, being able to utilize that dairy manure is important as well. And liming, timing of the liming application is important too, isn't it, in organic? 
Uh, it's we have different amendments, so we have to think a little bit differently in terms of when and how we apply them. But um, there are a lot of the principles are, are similar to conventional. So timing and rates are definitely important. Aaron Silva with us, and uh, Aaron is an integrated specialist in organic agriculture at the University of Wisconsin. What's the status of of organic agriculture in Wisconsin. What are you seeing as as far as the interest and expansion around the state? And and I would imagine different parts of the state, different soil types, you got to do it differently. Yeah, we were a very diverse state, um, not only respect to the crops we grow, but also our soil types. Um, but that offers us a lot of opportunities. So uh, looking at the last numbers coming out of the ag census, we have um, a lot of transitioning acres, so a lot of interest. Even through COVID, uh, organ the organic market grew um, at a rate that um, has was higher than what we saw before COVID. So we're at you know record demand and record number of sales. So there's there's big opportunity here for organic for Wisconsin farmers and take a, build upon the strength of uh, Wisconsin's diverse agriculture. Diversity is our strength in Wisconsin. Very good, Aaron Silva, just tip of the iceberg as far as organics are concerned. There's so much more to learn about organic agriculture and uh, she's doing a lot of research to teach us more. Integrated specialist in organic agriculture at the University of Wisconsin Extension in Madison, Aaron Silva. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. What's the one thing that can ruin any fishing trip? Not having a boat. Lucky for you, Mad City Power Sports has a great selection of 2021 boats in stock. You'll find incredible deals on America's number one selling fishing boat, Tracker. Like Bass Trackers, starting at 14120. Don't get left out on the shore this year. Get out to Mad City Power Sports off the interstate into forest today. MadCityPowerSports.com. You're invited to Johnson Tractor's Case IH Genuine Parts in-person combine clinics in Judah, August 25th, and Janesville, August 26th. You'll rotate through combine inspections, heads, and precision. If you're unable to make it, a Case IH Genuine Parts virtual clinic will be available online. Call the RSVP and find out more at johnsontractor.com. Johnson Tractor from Lantalon. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind <laughs> pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. 
If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Here we go now on a Tuesday morning and time to find out what's coming our way weather-wise. It warmed up in a quick hurry yesterday around the state of Wisconsin, and I think more of the same on the way. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us this morning. You know, one thing I noticed, and I don't know if you've been outside or close to a window yet, seems like that... uh, that smoke from the western states is uh, wafting its way into Wisconsin this morning. Is it just me, or is that really happening? I can't say I noticed that I was out with the hound already, but it wouldn't surprise me with the humidity and the atmosphere right now and the fact that we're warming up so quickly that you'd smell some of that smoke. It probably is transferring here. Just a very, very warm pattern. Higher levels of humidity. Feeling like summer today. Heat index is up into the mid and upper 90s. That's a combination of heat and humidity. So a day to uh, be sure and think about when you're working hard outdoors. Take some breaks in a shady spot if you can find it. Plenty of fresh water makes a huge difference. There is rain, a real strong storm booming in Minnesota this morning out in the west central part of the state. It's expected to travel into northwest Wisconsin. There may be some rain because of it, La Crosse and Mauston, but the storminess, the, the, the major part of it, will stay up in the northwest part of the state. Nonetheless, we all see some rain chance as a cool front will try to drop through out of the northwest. It returns north as a warm front tomorrow, keeping a chance of a shower or storm around, but indeed allowing still for some very warm air to hold on. Today and Wednesday, a little cooling toward Thursday and Friday. Nothing drastic, still way above normal, but we'll still be seeing that front trying to drag through with a rain chance lasting even toward the end of the week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us, and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. (laughs) So we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. All right, sunny and hot today, no doubt about that. Upper 80s, a few 90s in the west, and of course the heat index well up into the 90s. And there is that shower or thunderstorm that could develop as we look toward midday, La Crosse and Boston. Later in the day, further east and south, winds out of the south about 5 to 10. Partly cloudy, showers and storms, especially south and east yet for a time tonight. And there could be some localized heavy rains out of this. Partly cloudy down to the lower 70s, south winds 5 to 10. Still some small chance of rain early tomorrow, mostly sunny otherwise. Still plenty warm, upper 80s, southwest winds at 5 to 10. Partly sunny Thursday, some scattered showers or storms probably toward the afternoon. And in the low to mid-80s for highs then, I'd say initially, Pam, uh, late today, tonight, we could talk some half to three-quarter inch amounts of rain. Thunderstorms could push way over an inch, especially in central Wisconsin. Really? Hmm. All right. Then we'll get those rain gauges polished up and ready to go. Thanks, Stu. All right. Have a good day.
Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details. You know, I'm not kidding when it comes to those rain gauges. Remember, we really kind of depend on you to let us know, especially if we've got localized heavy rains. The Midwest Farm Report Talk text line. You can use it for rainfall. You can use it to let me know what's going on in your fields. You can use it to let me know what uh, the kids are doing back in school. The talk text line that goes directly to me is 877-301-FARM. Again, that's 877-301-3276. Keep that number handy. Like I said, you can call it or you can text it with any of the information, especially those rainfall reports, like Stu said, could be pushing near an inch or so, especially for those folks in central Wisconsin. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Dairyland Seed Pride. It's what you get when the corn you grow stands as tall as... Thank you, thank you. That'll be all for now. I can take it from here. Excuse me. And who are you? I'm the new guy. Here to tell everyone that, starting now, we're going to start saying a little less and just let our performance do the talking. But I'm a voiceover professional. Talking is what I do. Yeah, but our corn hybrid lineup is the strongest it's ever been. With 210 top five finishers in 2020, first and university trials combined. So I'm afraid there's just not much to say when the data already says it all. What about Dairyland Seed Pride? Still there and stronger than ever. Same with our dedicated team and around-the-clock support. Just now we have the numbers to simply shut up and yield. So you won't be needing me anymore? Sorry. But I love this job. That's what makes this so hard. See how Dairyland Seed Corn Hybrids bring the yield in your soils and conditions at DairylandSeed.com. At Eastman Chemical Sun Prairie, they transform materials that improve your everyday life. Their global technologies create innovative products and solutions with specialized molecules that make housewares more practical, medical devices more durable, cars and buildings safer, and so much more. In short, their products matter because their employees do. Eastman Chemical is always attracting, developing, and retaining a diverse workforce. Look for your career opportunity at EastmanChemical.com. Apply online at EastmanChemical.com. Hey, check the grill. The game's coming on. It's time to turn those Johnson Sausage Brats. And what a deal. You buy five packages at $6 each, and you get a package free. Pick up burgers, roasts, chops, and Wisconsin's finest cheese at Johnson's Sausage Shop in Ryle. They're perfect for cooking out or eating in. Add your favorite beer, wines, or liquor, and eat deliciously. See johnsonsausage.com. Brats are ready. Johnson's Sausage Shop in Ryle. If you've been injured, an insurance company may tell you their offer is final. At Clifford and Rihala, our experienced attorneys often find the so-called final offers are unfair. In one recent case, our client suffered a traumatic brain injury and spinal fractures. The insurance company made a final offer. We told them our client deserved much more. We then assembled our team of doctors including a brain injury specialist who has worked with an NFL football team here in the Midwest. Clifford and Rihal approved our experience and commitment to getting clients the justice they deserve. And the result? While every case is different, that insurance company paid our client a settlement nearly two times the amount of their original final offer. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com.
Hi, I'm Julie Bowen for the March of Dimes, asking you to help save premature babies. As a mother of three healthy boys, it makes me sad to think that more than a million babies around the world die every year because they're born too soon, and that our country has one of the highest rates of infant death of any developed country. Let's work together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchOfDimes.com to find out how you can make a difference in your community and around the world. Educated You're well aware of these gigantic mortgage companies that make it seem as though they can do everything for you rather quickly, when in fact, you end up in a call center where everything is cumbersome and expensive. Learn about our local process at educatedmortgage.com. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222-652. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. To yell it. Christian Yelich, going yard, hitting a grand slam, second home run of the day on Saturday, and now the Brewers were already winning 5-4 to four when he hit that grand slam, but that was the one that cemented it because Miguel Sanchez did struggle a little bit in the ninth having to bring in Hader, but Christian Yelich, Christian Yelich is the one we want to talk about because Christian Yelich is the guy that is the former MVP. He should have back-to-back MVPs. He is the face of the franchise, in my opinion, for the Milwaukee Brewers. And, well, he frankly just hasn't had a very good season. Uh, no, he's he's been bad. But I, I'm going to put this out as a poll. I think the question right now is is very simple. Is Christian Yelich back? That's like Nelly, is year. Christian? Because I, I, I know that you would be bullish to say that he was. And I, on the other hand, just jump to the other side of the fence as quick as I can to talk myself into things. Is Christian Yelich back? So in my opinion, I think since the last 10 days or so, two weeks maybe, Christian Yelich has been looking better at the plate. I don't want to say he's back yet because... What are the most annoying sports fans in college football? They are the people that say after one game, after one good game, that Texas is back, Miami is back, Nebraska is back. I'm not going to be one of those annoying sports fans. You're calling me annoying? You're from from Philly. uh, Yeah, it's true. Are you one that keeps saying Texas is back? No, no, no. I'm very realistic when it comes to things. But when you're talking about a guy and... I said jokingly, but he's hitting like 600 since Giannis bought ownership of the Brewers. Hey. But aside from that, 
You go, his last 30 has been better or pretty much similar to his entire season, but you go to his last 15 games, average up to 300, his on base 333. The slugging numbers were not good, but he was he was getting on base more and, and hitting the ball better. In his last seven, obviously, some of that was aided by his massive performance on Saturday, but you're seeing consistent production. And we spoke at the end of last week about whether to move him down in the lineup, and I was in favor of it. I thought like you can never bench him because of what he has the potential to bring to your offense, but moving him down might have been the best just to get him out of the funk. But I like after what I saw this weekend and over the last week, I'm in on him being not back to MVP form, but back to being a consistent force in the lineup. And Christian Yelich, when you look at his numbers over the last two weeks, he's batting 320 with an OPS at point. 846, so 846. That's a lot of singles. And then you yeah, got this... It, it, uh, if you're hitting 320 and your OPS is still like 84, it's a lot of singles. It, well, I mean, we all know that <laughs> Christian Yelich is a... You just go back to Moneyball. What does he do? Gets on base. <laughs> and you look at this Adam McKelvey tweet, which was over his last 11 games. Christian Yelich was hitting 355, 16 hits and 45 at-bats, 5 extra base hits, 10 RBIs. That's not too bad. And then when you even make that into just the last week, He's batting 360 in the last week, and he's got an OPS of 1,000. But most importantly for me, because we've seen over the last couple of weeks the, the singles and everything start to come back, him going deep twice on pitches that are hittable, because some of his struggles have been like he's just been missing pitches. He usually crushes. He, like the fact that he was able to go deep twice against a, again, double A and or triple A pitching rotation, minus Corbin, but the the fact he was able to do that shows me that he is further back to his normal self because Christian Yelich of two months ago would not have hit those home runs. See, this no. is this is why I'm going to say I'm hesitant to say he's back because we know that in baseball, baseball's a long season, right? 162 games, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Correct. We also know that baseball is a game of routines and a game of habits. And if you know anything about routines and habits, it takes a while to do the same thing over and over and over again. Oh, I learned it this weekend trying to fix my golf swing. Or you'll probably <laughs> you'll probably learn it this week by about Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday about just getting up super early in the morning, earlier than what you normally are. You're going to be like, man, I'm actually a little dragging. I'm like a little this tired. Morning. Exactly. <laughs> like, you'll get it. But that's also the same thing with baseball. When... You said it earlier. Christian Yelich, to me, it looked like from the majority of the season, was pulling off the baseball, and that's why he couldn't hit pitches right down the middle. That's why he couldn't get or hit hanging breaking balls that were right there because those were pitches he used to normally put in the seats. Correct. If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Today we're talking about organic farming practices. It's the Organic Field Day at the Arlington Ag Research Facility. Get started this morning. How you doing, everybody? Fabulous farm babe, Pam Youngke. Glad you're along with us. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. He'll be along with us as well, talking the latest crop progress reports and a little reflection on last week's uh, Pro Farmer Crop Tour results. And we'll take a look at what's happening with our energy prices Good news if you've been at the pump lately, oil prices are coming down. John's got a lot to share with us. You stick around. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. So today, 24th day of August. On this day in 1857, they had the panic 
1857. What happened is the New York branch of the Ohio Life Insurance and Trust Company failed, and that launched the Panic of 1857. Stocks plunged. Banks and businesses across the nation went down, including a lot of Wisconsin-based ventures. They all collapsed. The Panic of 1857 ultimately led to a depression that lasted three years until the beginning of the Civil War. Did you know about that? I didn't. Panic of 1857 started on this day in 1857. On this day in 1970, a car bomb exploded outside Sterling Hall on the UW-Madison campus. It killed a research scientist, and it was considered to be a target for the Army Mathematics Research Center. It was a bomb that was launched in protest of the war in Vietnam. Again, that happened on this day in 1970. On this day in 1869, the waffle iron was patented in the United States. An inventor in Troy, New York, worked out all the kinks and brought us the waffle iron. And on this day in 1976, actress Zsa Gabor divorced her sixth husband. How many husbands did Zsa end up having? Believe it or not, nine. And now you know all kinds of little tidbits for you this morning. Well, today is the beginning of another opportunity for conversation. This time we're hoping it's going to involve not only dairy farmers, but also uh, folks from the local community, our town and village board members, people that are making decisions on what your community is going to look like in the future. Shelly Meyer, executive director of the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin, says these twilight meetings are all about conversation on the collective, not just about what's happening in agriculture, but what's happening in our communities. These meetings are developed and designed by our partners that we work with at PDPW, and that is the Wisconsin Towns Association and the Wisconsin Counties Association. So when we put these together, they're designed to bring the community together. It's about local elected officials, neighbors, um, dairy farmers, everybody. And we, what we do is we get on these farms, we take a tour, so we all kind of see things, and then we come together and we talk about, okay, what's the future of our community going to look like? Why is agriculture changing the way it is? What do we see? Why do we see that? Why are they doing that? And we talk about things that are bugging us. If you've got a question about what's, what's happening in agriculture, this is the place to come and talk about it. Right. It is to really learn from one another and, and then to talk about how are we going to maintain high-quality education, our roads, our water, our air, our community, jobs, the economy, right down to any, any question that you have about what you saw where the calves are grown and how the cows are milked. Come, it's, this is about everybody. Well, and, you know, despite the rural setting, namely kicking off in Juneau at Nell's Brothers Farm and then moving on to Fenimore, Hatley, and Deer Park, despite the fact that those are rural areas, you know, we can't forget about the transparency that Wisconsin agriculture wants to promote and the fact that even in a place as remote as Hatley or Deer Park, the people that you've got calling the shots may have absolutely zero knowledge about agriculture in general. Well, it's hard. It's hard to keep up with it because, like the rest of the world, seems to be changing so much. You know, agriculture goes to work seven days a week and is working hard to feed everybody. And technology, 
we we leverage world class technology here and are always changing. So it is really about being able to see that and talk about it. But in these rural spaces, you've got the same issues that you have in the cities. And what's happening in these rural spaces also has an impact on the economy in the in those city spaces. So it's getting everybody out. That's why there's no charge for these twilight meetings. It's a very transparent discussion. You get to meet the families, the owners, the folks that their consultants they're working with, and that's why we come together. And it's no question is off off the um, chart. It's just rolling your sleeves up and seeing and learning together. Shelly Meyer, she's the executive director of the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin. Their twilight meetings begin today in Juneau at the Niels Brothers Farm, just off of South Grove Road. Tomorrow, they're in Fenimore at Winch's Pine Grove Farms. On Wednesday, they're up in Hatley in Marathon County. And on Thursday, they wrap up their twilight meetings. That's going to be happening in Deer Park, way up in Polk County. Shelley says part of the reason why they selected these four different dairies is the geological differences as far as soil types that those farms are working with. Again, all about an educational experience, not just for dairy farmers, but their community leaders as well. Grab a friend and uh, join in. Find more at pdpw.org. We'll take a quick look at what's happening as far as our crop progress report in just a moment. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like discounts on select Granger products and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Weather is continuing to stress our Wisconsin corn and soybean fields. As of Sunday, 74% of our corn crop is in the dough stage or later as far as maturity is concerned. That's six days ahead of our five-year average. 23% of our corn is in the dense stage. That's two days ahead of our five-year average. But... Uh, some scattered reports that the quality of the corn has gone down. 75% of our corn this week in Wisconsin rated good to excellent, five percentage points below last week. 89% of our soybeans are setting pods. That's two days ahead of our five-year average. 75% of our Wisconsin soybeans are called good to excellent. That's two percentage points below last week's ratings. 75% of our oats have already been combined off. 24% of our potatoes are already harvested. And about 82% of our third cutting of alfalfa has already been put up. 
We'll be talking more about those crop ratings uh, updates with John Heinberg in just a moment. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning are basically firm. We've got December corn right now trading three and a half cents higher, five thirty nine a bushel. Soybeans for November are up fifteen cents right now, thirteen oh seven and three quarters. December wheat is up three and a quarter cents, currently at seven thirty and a quarter. Yesterday in Chicago, our barrel cheese gained three quarters of a cent at one forty eight and a half. 40 pound block cheese was up five and a quarter cents at one seventy four and a half, while double A butter gained a penny and three quarters to close at a dollar sixty eight per pound. Right now, September milk is up seven at seventeen fifty two a hundred weight. October milk is up thirteen at seventeen forty three a hundred weight. Hey, I wanted to let you know that uh, today we've got uh, the organic field day happening at the Arlington Ag Research Facility. Tomorrow, it's the Soils and Crops Field Day at the Arlington Ag Research Facility. Uh, About a week from yesterday, we've got another one of the leaders of the land sustainability tours. August 30th, they're going to be in Waukesha at Gwyn Hill Organic Farm and Gardens starting at 1230. And another super, uh, I guess we have to say, cover crop field day is coming up this Friday at the Oxner Farm just outside of Brownsville. The fifth annual Healthy Soil Healthy Water Field Day. The good, the bad, the ugly, and why cover crops are still the way to go. That is the theme. It's hosted by the Dodge County Land and Water Conservation Department at the Oxner Farm. If you'd like to join up with them, it starts at 10 a.m. on Friday. Go to dodgecountyfarmers.com and you'll find the details and directions there. We're getting direction on where the markets are headed for this Tuesday morning. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joining us next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. So I wanted to talk with you and your mom today, Lily, because some people at school have noticed changes going on with you, and we're concerned. Like what? Who? Some of your friends, teachers... Sounds like you've lost interest in a lot of things lately. You're hanging with new friends? So? So, individually, maybe those things are no big deal. But taken together, and then the incident the other day, you were with Derek when he was caught selling marijuana. Yeah, he was selling it. Honey, we know. But we care about you and and want to know what's going on. That's right. We just want to understand better and see how we might help. And if weed is a part of it, We just want to make sure you understand the negative consequences for someone your age. The physical and mental health effects, poor decision-making, and the confusing legal aspects these days. So what do you say? Can we talk? For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. When you choose from several options, you're likely going to save money. That's what a family-owned, independent insurance place like ours can do. When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent, home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our best is the very least we can do. Compeer Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compeer Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. 
See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Uh, yeah, you heard how the crop ratings went down a little bit here in the state of Wisconsin for both corn and soybeans. What else is noticeable about this week's crop progress report? Joining us this morning, John Heinberg, market advisor, total farm marketing out of West Bend, Wisconsin. So a couple different things we want to jump on right away, John. And of course, it is about the quality ratings. We've got Tropical Storm Henry waging war on the eastern United States and reflections on the Pro Farmer Crop Tour last week where do you want to start well let's just go ahead and touch on that pro farmer number that was probably the biggest thing in terms of how the week run came out and was really highly anticipated now obviously we had a rough close in the grain markets last week with uh, the strong sell-offs on thursday and friday you know but then pro farmer came back with a 177 yield that's significantly higher than where the usda came out with their august report and same thing on beans that a little bit over 51 bushels to the acre compared to the 50 uh, bushels per acre the usda came out with you know the market really didn't react too heavily to that maybe some of that was already kind of getting priced in as the news was coming in. Uh, you know, now it shifts back to the weather focus. And that some of the strength we're seeing probably today on the overnight, you know, we did see the rating slide a little, but we're getting into that window where the crop's going to start falling apart anyway because of just maturity. You know, to me, the biggest takeaway I'm seeing from the crop ratings is how quick the maturity level is starting to show up on some of this corn. You know, we're going to be getting these combines rolling in some of these regions a lot sooner than we have in the past. You know, and that's going to be something that we'll have to watch and how that handles handles itself in the market. Yeah, now uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what we've heard so far. Last week, the Pro Farmer Crop Tour did make mention that some folks are thinking about already chopping corn that's still only three feet tall. Do we have any estimation on acres that are coming up short like that, John? We won't at this time frame, but that's something we're going to keep an eye on with the USDA numbers when they come out. You know, this last report, they did not change the harvested acre number at all. They left it consistent with where they put it back in June. You know, so we're probably going to see that number starting to move around a little bit. I would expect that number to uh, to decrease in terms of harvested acres for corn. You know, obviously, as they chop it off, that's, you know, that's a different category. And that's something we are seeing and hearing up in the northern plains is this crop has basically got to the stage. They got to salvage something out of it and with the weather conditions they've been dealing with the feed reserves are on a low so obviously we're going to see some corn get moved that way and at least get used in some fashion other than cash grain Mm -hmm. all right let's pivot a little bit and focus in on uh, some of the other markets that we've got to keep an eye on i as a consumer have been noticing that finally it looks like gas prices are yielding a little bit but the reason as i understand it those gas prices are sinking back a bit is that continued concern about the Delta variant and what's going on with uh, COVID protocol. Yeah, that's uh, something that's been weighing on the energy sector. We actually, you know, going to the top of the list there, crude oil really rolled over last week and broke through some support levels. You know, we were talking pushing $80 crude here just a month or so ago, and now we're talking maybe going back to the 60 level, getting a little bounce in the overnight session here today. So that's what's trickling into the gas side of the equation and bringing those gas prices down a little bit in that regard. And that is a concern point. What is going to be the demand pace uh, regarding, you know, travel if things do start getting a little a little bit more on the cautious side. I don't know if we'll go back to the full restrictions. I hope not, you know, in that regard. But I think people are going to use a little more caution here as obviously things are ramping up. And so when the demand starts uh, coming down, that supply starts building and that does help out support the price. 
you know, and that's something we've got to watch also with regards to uh, dairy consumption, beef consumption. I mean, everything's super sensitive to that uh, conversation. Very much so. You know, and obviously schools are kicking in here on the first of the month. Some states are already obviously running and, you know, we'll have to see what happens in that regard. If things do kind of get overheated again, do do we back things off and see that demand fall apart there? You know, you mentioned Tropical Storm Henry and talking about demand. You know, obviously when we're hitting the East Coast with a storm of that caliber, that does affect uh, some demand issues, you know, at least on a short-term temporary basis too. You know, so those are going to be things that are continually in front of the market, you know, but right now we've had a pretty pretty good week and at least some of these agricultural markets for the animal side. And uh, I think we can continue to see that strength maybe stay there just based on some of the numbers that are starting to show up a little bit. What are you keeping an eye on today, John? Well, today, uh, obviously, I want to keep an eye on what happened in that cattle market yesterday. We got that cattle on feed report on Friday. Show continue to confirm those tighter numbers. Big breakout to the upside after a strong consolidation phase. Now, we'll see if we can get some follow through. You know, I think we got a couple more dollars, and then we're going to run into some long-term resistance, as we like to call it, over top of these cattle prices. So cattle producers, a lot of good opportunity out there to start thinking about lo- getting some things locked in. You know, lastly, we've got the milk production report. So we're going to see how that milk market handles that. Production was up, but we're started to see cow numbers, even though a small amount did come down month over month. And that was something this market's been maybe looking for to see some of that production maybe starting to slow as we get to the fall. Well, when we really, the odd places we're seeing dairy expand though, South Dakota, huge increase in July milk. I mean, you know, it's getting very interesting to see who is uh, becoming a part of the dairy industry in robust fashion. Yeah, it is. And then, you know, the things continue to shift from location to location. Some of it's probably weather-based. You know, some of the North Dakota regions or Dakota regions did pick up some moisture, so that may have helped out in some of the some of the stresses on the cattle side, you know. But, you know, right now it's still going to be tough out there. And it's, it's interesting to kind of continue to watch how things could develop and, you know, where we are five years from now. Yeah. It could be kind of interesting in terms of what's the, the main agricultural areas based on how production shifts. Absolutely. Conversation happening like that all across the dairy industry. John Heinberg's along with us, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Uh, Tell them how they can get a hold of you, John. We mentioned last week that now is the time to really be pulling a trigger if you can, as far as uh, some of these prices were popping up a little bit this morning. How can they get a hold of you? Sure. I'd love to chat with them again anytime. Feel free to call the office, 800-334-9779. Shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. And again, don't forget about that website. A lot of great information for producers out there at totalfarmmarketing.com. Dandy. All right, my friend. We will catch up with you next week. Have a good one. Thanks. Have a great week, everybody. All right. John Heinberg joining us live this morning from his West Bend office. Again, as he said, all kinds of great information that's available on that website, totalfarmmarketing.com. And John, remember, he's one of those guys that's uh, jack of all trades, whether it's regarding dairy management, whether it is protecting yourself on the beef side or taking a look at those forward contract opportunities for corner beans. He can help you in all regards. Totalfarmmarketing.com, 800-334-9779. Have a good Tuesday. This is the Midwest Farm.